Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today marks the beginning of another wonderful adventure we're doing our fourth ever director's spotlight in anticipation of killers of the flower moon here before Mm -hmm. the end of the month we are covering six martin scorsese films and we begin today with the king of comedy premiered in Iceland on December 18th, 1982. It was written by Paul Zimmerman and directed, of course, by Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and is it always a pleasure to have you. The king of comedy, baby. This was, mm-hmm. a, uh, this was a second viewing for me. This was a first viewing for you, though, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. First, first time on this one, and will be um, until we get to yeah, Shutter Island. That's the first one that I've seen. Um, oh fuck yeah! List. So, um, haven't seen many Scorsese, and I'm glad that I'm I'm getting them covered now. Um, before we get to the big shebang, um, at the end, um, but no, yeah, this this was. Not what I expected at all. Right. Like Robert De Niro and King of Comedy, and I'm like, uh, and then like the only thing I had going into this movie at all was that you were like, all right, yeah, the Joker is like 75 percent or 80 percent Taxi Driver, and like mm-hmm. the other, the other little bit is is King of Comedy, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Hold on a second, like you like, could I even was... look at Robert De Niro's character in the Joker as Rupert Pupkin. Just having succeeded. Oh, whoa. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, yeah, that didn't cross my mind at all. Um, whoa. Okay, I forgot he was actually in the Joker as well. Yeah, yeah as the the host. The, the, the host of the show oh, that Joker man. shoots in the fucking face. Wow. Holy shit. Because apparently, um, Jerry Lewis was like, Telling Scorsese, he's like, kill, like, kill my character. Like, I want him to be killed at the end. And then Scorsese was like, no, no, it's not happening. I'm not, I'm not going to kill you, Jerry Lewis. So that's, that's interesting that he, he like actively chose against it. And I think it does. Like, it's not that kind of movie, you know? Uh, Yeah. He's not a killer. He's nuts, but he's not a killer. Yeah. He would not murder. He would not murder Jerry Lewis. He admires Jerry Lewis too much to kill him. You know, Mm -hmm. like even like the only reason the police go along with him is because he he's crazy at all. But the thing is, is that he would never actually hurt Jerry, you know, neither would. I mean, maybe the maybe the chick would out of like (laughs) 
out of like you if no if i can't have you no one can sort of thing maybe that okay. would be like uh, uh-huh. but i don't think rupert would ever hurt jerry langford uh but no. uh masha masha played by sandra uh, bernard what wow a fucking character wow that was that was nuts like yeah that i mean like the whole time to be on that like just to like be that obsessed with someone that isn't even real like you're you're playing a fanboy of someone i guess it's like it's jerry lewis um so like i don't know maybe like i don't like i don't know that's just so weird though to act like that but then like to take it up to like 12 just to turn it up to to absolute max on just that like her house is insane that was like one of one of the shots i was thinking about going with is all the candles that are just lit up like whenever she turns on sexy time yeah and i was like i'm like oh my god that like if those are real candles that that took like an hour to light all of those things like i I don't know the exact same thought like like, the amount of time like behind the scenes it took for them to light all of those fucking candles Uh and i'm sure they're probably like I don't know, like, how, is, how... I don't know, this is, what, 1982? Yeah. Like, I don't think they got electric candles like that. Then. I was like, they're, like, a very... I, how tall were they? And how tall, like, before they, like... Mm-hmm. Th- they were pretty tall. Did they just go ahead... Like, did they have, like, an infinite supply of candles? And they just, like, put them... Every new take they took, they just went ahead and restocked it? You know what I'm saying? And they they were like, all right, everybody, take lunch. We gotta light the fucking candles. Yeah. Um, I mean, that had to have taken so long. And then, like... I mean... Yeah, if they're like wax candles, they'll prop they'll go out, you know, of it. I don't know. That's just that's a lot of heat. maybe they are fake. I don't know. But like that it was just really cool. Oh, um, it was. It was. I was I was very close oh, to going with it for my shot as well. Oh my god. Is that her fantasy world? Is that even real? Like the setting or the events at all? The events probably, but like the setting around her were all of those candles there to begin with didn't it show the house whenever they were there at first it was like nothing like that at all i think it implies that she set all those up to create a romantic scene which i think would be more in character for her than actually having a delusion (laughs) like this i think it would be more in character for her to go to the effort of having jerry tied up and then lighting a hundred fucking candles around him uh that's actually that's my scene is her sitting down across from him that's my favorite scene of the movie because i remember the first time i watched this i only watched it for the second time yeah what do you what do you i called it uh i called it uh masha and uh jerry getting their alone time uh because dude uh whenever she's like sometimes i'll be i'll be sitting in the bath and I'll just think like, what if Jerry's in the bath? <laughs> and then she like laughs like like uh like he's like she's actually having a conversation with him. And yeah. then uh and then I get so worried, like I hope you're not drowning, you know, like and those kind of thoughts are what lead me to believe that maybe she could kill him, you know, like the the, the ideas of Jerry's death at all being uh, crossing her head. And I know she says it's like from a place of worry, but to mm-hmm. to actively think about someone's death 
you know, mm. you're, you're you're a hop, skip, and a jump away from taking the leap yourself. I would That's say. true. She's definitely close, way closer. Yeah, uh, like, if your thought when you get in the bath is like, what if this guy's in the bath? Oh, and then your next thought is, oh, no, what if he's drowning in that bath? That's... Like, okay, yeah. Uh, most people don't do that. Um, most people yeah. don't drown in the bath, first you, of all. You know, Rupert was more of just like a, like a pathological liar, you know, yeah. and and he just didn't like, he didn't want to have anyone think that he was wrong, you know, and he would do anything to just to make make him look cool and make sure he's right. That's like, it, it still is harmful. Like he does kidnap someone, he's okay with that, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Marsha, Marsha's like in the car. She's in the car, literally. She was in the back seat of the car at the beginning yeah. of the movie and then jumped out and, like, literally just attacked the dude. Um, and yeah, I just, I also love the yeah. idea that these two didn't know each other until they both kind of stalked Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they weren't friends who happened was to be. Was it the car friend. situation? That is that how they met? Because I don't think so. Masha think- does say, like, it's only because of me that you even got you know in that yeah, car that's with true but it they had like kind of they, an implied history i think they, like he, yeah i don't think there's any reason from that scene alone for him to know her name and he like acknowledges her by name okay. uh okay. so like i'd be willing to bet yeah, they have a like, history they yeah. have a history they're they're sure. obsessed with this man but rupert pupkin you know we, we talked about masha there for a little bit but uh dude what a rupert Pun. It, it's so. I, I was literally practicing saying Pumpkin. it before you came on, and I'm just like Rupert Pun. Pump. I can't. Like I don't know. My brain is like pup. Pu- you want to say pumpkin? Yeah. Pun. Pum. Pup. Pupkin. Puppy. Pupkin. Okay. Maybe. Okay. That maybe I I got it. Um. I'm just gonna stick to Rupert. Uh. Just so I don't really have to try. Yeah, um, no, yeah. But for sure. Man, this like uh I, I was getting Joker vibes and like taxi driver vibes out out the wazoo while watching this. Um and I was like, man, I, I don't know if I like it as much as Joker. I think like Joker also has just that really cool comic book aspect to it that just makes yeah. it instantly cool. But but this I like more than Taxi Driver. I can say that comfortably. Um, I thought, I don't know, it was just, it was more, somehow more thrilling, even though it wasn't, like, this dude's suiting up to, like, actually go kill people. Like, in Taxi well, Driver, yeah, like... There's there's an element to Rupert where, like, when it came to Travis Bickle, you feel bad for him, cool. generally, you know? Mm-hmm. But he takes it that step further than Rupert does. Rupert, like... Rupert's not a likable guy, you know, by any means, but he's more yeah. likable than Travis Bickle, you know, like, uh, that's and, and sure. that's, that's for sure, yeah. you know, uh, it, and there's, I think there's an even greater, uh, that's, that's hard to say that there's an even greater level of pity because, you know, Travis Bickle's history is like a veteran and he's back from the war and, you know, like there's, there's that too. Rupert's just kind yeah. of a fucking loser. Like that's his whole, that's his yeah. whole thing. Um, <laughs> He does get that monologue at the end about how his uh, how his mom was an alcoholic and uh, his dad was never around and and stuff like that. So, you know, there's there's a degree there's there's something there as well. But, uh, yeah, those are the two very obviously comparable movies in my head is Taxi Driver Mm -hmm. 
and uh, Taxi Driver yeah. being a comedy. Like, uh, it, it feels like this is like the spirit sequel to Taxi Driver almost. And uh, yeah, nah, man, I uh, I do. Oh. I also like this movie more than Taxi Driver, though. I think it has a uh, it, it has a degree of rewatch because it it's funny. There are a lot of points where it is that, mm-hmm. that part that I picked as my favorite scene. It makes me kind of like guffaw, like kind Dude. of like what is going on here, so you know? Good. In my head the whole time, I'm like, all right, Jerry Lewis, whether he's like actually duct taped there or if it's just kind of like a something over him, yeah, you know, right, right, right. or something like that. But like, dude just has to sit there and hold a straight face the whole time during this thing, and I'm I like that's. I, I I love like sometimes the bloopers are like more funny than like some comedy yeah, right. scenes, you know. And I, I I don't know. I just I I have to believe that like there was there had to be multiple takes of that, and that's just mm-hmm. hilarious that they just had to keep like she she had to literally probably oh like what was she saying like I don't know she was like I just want to be crazy or like I haven't yeah, I haven't really, go crazy yeah don't you just want to go like I, can you imagine doing that over and over again and yeah. like just oh man I don't know yeah that is nuts like the she starts singing to him oh my god yeah but uh yeah uh what about you what what was your favorite scene in this movie man you know recently I think I've been falling victim to um just like in the ends of movies. Mm. Um, but then I step back and I realize, and I'm like, well, best part I'll of build a it. It's, it's building to the third act. You know, it's like if a movie's done well, usually the third act is, is what you're, you're left remembering the most. And mm. is like the climax of the movie, you know, everything is, everything comes together. And I, I don't know. I, I think I'd say the start of it, would be like when he's at the bar and he 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 like turns on yeah. the TV and like he, we actually see his set, mm-hmm. um, because like I, I like it is it is cool to see like him kind of take over the set and um right. and then be called out. But I thought it was just really cool to like see his set and then and then I'm like wondering, I'm like wait a minute, is this is this actually real? Mm. Like is this is this his real set? you know, that he's doing, are these laughs real, you know, and everything, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm thinking so, um, and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, and that's like tiptoeing the, the, you know, fantasy world, but not really, it's like, this is probably real. Yeah, and I don't just, think we enter delusion land until he yeah. gets out of prison and the, gets a book deal, and the, the only things is like, Every time he goes to Fantasy World, he's always in like a colorful suit, and like it's it's it, the he only has like one suit, but he just changes his tie and his pocket square, and right. like like he only has like that one suit. But then like on the night of his like his debut, he has that like weird ass polka dot shirt. I don't know. That's uh, true. That's true. You know, and and maybe I don't know. Maybe he like he did kidnap. He could have just well Yeah, taken some Jerry Lewis wardrobe. Was that Jerry's house or was it um Marsha? Oh, that was that was that was Masha's house. Was, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, Masha. Yeah, there's no R. Uh, Marsha. Masha. Okay, Masha. Yeah, and she was just rich, right? 
Like, I, I think there was like a line, had money yeah, a line in the movie that was like, you're, you're, you're fucking like, you're rich anyways. Why are you even, or I don't know, like, um, something like that. Yeah, he's like, um, you know, that one time that I gave you the best of the best of Jerry Lewis record, I didn't even ask you for money and I'm struggling to pay rent. You got all sorts of money and I didn't even, you know, like that's their yeah. little back. That was another one of the scenes that I was tempted to go with was <laughs> them walking down the street and she kind of confronts him. Like, did you talk to him? Did you talk to him? Yeah, did you me? give him my letter? Yeah. That was just full of cash too. Like she just, uh, why? To you know, like it. Are people like? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess those people really exist. Yeah, for sure. Like in real, like that's kind of crazy to think about. It's like I'm watching this. I'm like, how could you love a celebrity like actually this much? And I'm like, because I'm I thinking struggle. of like, like <laughs> the my favorite people on earth. Like I love them. Like, and like, I don't know, like, if it's music, if it's an actor, if it's just a human, I don't know, like, I love him. But like, I'm never gonna go, like, trying to get in the back of their car. Yeah, or, no. or like, just get, get through their secretary just to have a meeting with them. I don't know, like, that's, it's, that thought's never crossed my mind. No. But like, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it definitely exists. These like, people, they're real. They're out there. Yeah. And it's... Was it... Was it this movie? Was it from Jerry Lewis? When was this? I'm trying to... Th I, he was like... um Rupert was saying, like, how he kind of has it bad, but then Jerry was like, oh, well, just because I have money, you think, like... um You think it's all, like, sunshine and rainbows. Like, I can't... I can't blah, blah, blah. I can't even blah, blah, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I have to worry about my friends and if they're even actually, if they even still like me or they're just here for my money or if like, I don't know. He kind of just like went in there for a second. Right, right. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. He was just kicking him out of his house. Yeah. Um, he was just, oh yeah. Dude just took a taxi to his house. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you figure out where he lived? Or is it just like Hollywood? Just yeah. It's like. like you know, Maybe like, it's a little bit of like, a, you know, they have like star tours in New York and yeah, yeah, yeah. So L.A. and stuff. Known. But yeah, the, the chick who plays Rita. Poor Rita. Man. Uh, How awkward would that be? Oh, oh, dude. Whenever Jerry's like kicking them out and she's like looking down at her feet like, oh, my fucking God. Are you serious right now? And he's like, "Hey, Jerry, what's the problem, man? You what's what's going on? You know, like he uh he has these like oh dude those interactions he has with him in his head. He, for some reason, he like thinks that will influence their actual relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's no, no, oh no, buddy, this poor yeah. fucking guy. He's got he a little bit of. He's definitely got something going so on there. Many times there, he went back like." Hey, not even he wasn't even gonna leave. He was like, "All right, let's just sit down and listen to the tape together." Real mm -hmm. shouldn't take longer than an hour. For it shouldn't take longer than thirty minutes. He, you know, he like he just just kept going down on the time, and he's like, and, and Jared, you know, he's not having any of it. Um, he's like, "Get just get the fuck out." He's like, "Okay." Well, what was also funny is that like even. Rupert is okay with invading Jerry's privacy as long as it's him doing it. Mm. Like whenever Rita doesn't really know that this isn't supposed to be happening and she runs upstairs and he goes, Hey, wait, 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 wait. I don't think we should do that. You know, like if he had thought to go upstairs, it'd be just fine. But since Rita did it, 
He's like, mm-hmm. wait, no, I don't think that's okay. But well, like man. that furthers the delusion in his head is that they are close, you know, and that yeah, he's like good Rita, friends with no Rita. Yeah, he's good friends with them. That's why he's just he feels at home at his home. Like in this, the first time he's ever been there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's that is insane. Like, yeah, like a little weird of Rita. Maybe Rita's just like, why the fuck am I here right now? I don't know. We're going to be here for a long time. Go upstairs, whatever. That uh, first little, weird, first little but... date was not a good inter- like he says he loves her as he's dropping her off at as Give he's dropping chance. her off. I just want, I just want to do good for you. I, I, I yeah, he was like, I just want to I just want to, like like what the f- is this their first date? I'm yeah. like I'm like, what the hell? They knew well, each other in well, high school? Okay. She does say, like, wow, finally. After all this time, it fi- it finally took you this long to ask me on a date. Um, So maybe there's, like, a long history there. But he's he's just been fucking so crazy and so involved in his stand-up that he never... Regardless... He was just a bartender. Have, and a, even if they and have a, a long history that starts in high school, it ended in high school. Because when he greets her at the bar, she asked him, he's like, do you remember me? And she's oh, like, really? uh, Rupert Pupkin, Rupert Pupkin, or, and uh, like oh. that whole thing. Yeah, like he does, she does not, oh, I mean, okay. she remembers him, but it's not like it's, he asks her if she remembers him. And if they were close in high school, yeah, okay. she remembers him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. But a fun little fact oh. about the actress for Rita there, Diane Abbott, was Robert De Niro's first wife. They were married at the time. Oh. Uh, they met on the set of Taxi Driver, um, <laughs> because she played the the clerk, the receptionist, uh, or uh, yeah, the the box office clerk at the porn theater. Um, <laughs> nice. This is yeah. a a better upgrade. Um, here I would say so. Much larger role. Yeah, but yeah. They were married. Uh, married from nineteen seventy six to nineteen eighty eight. Man, this De Niro verse is getting kind of intricately wound we got yeah. you know a real life wife in in two movies and then you have the de niro jump you know he's the travis bickle crazy and then he's the mm-hmm. rupert buck rupert you know uh yeah. pupkin um crazy but then he's he's the actual talk show host and joker you know he's graduated mm-hmm. what's next you know um and i don't know i don't know what the next step would be um, he's De Niro plays the crazy Masha role next. Um, mm. that's what well, we got to see. We got him in Killers of the Flower Moon here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the, the crazy the uncle, the crazy uncle, and in, in uh, he's he's a little bit moon. of the crazy uncle. Um, but uh, not not like this. He's uh, no. he's just very wealthy and powerful. Oh. Yeah, and in, in this, you know. Travis Bickle's way more dangerous. Like, I don't know, that dude, like, was an actual danger to other people. But, like, Rupert's just doing a a, a talk show in, like, his his mom's basement, you know. And he's, like, he's actually acting like Jerry's there and, like, like the other co-host or whatever, like, talking to cardboard cutouts as if they're real. Yeah, Um, he just, he doesn't have enough (laughs) influence to be dangerous. You know, like, uh... Yeah, I don't know. He just and he he didn't really seem that he actually wanted to hurt anyone ever. No, yeah. like 
Yeah, he's he's just well, not that even when he's going guy. about like the kidnapping and stuff. Whenever like when he jumps out of the car and the gun flies onto the ground, yeah. it's not a real gun. It it like clicks whenever you pull the trigger. Like they very clearly never had any intention to kill Jerry, you know. But like uh, it, it, whenever he's got the cue cards for him and he's wearing oh the sunglasses, God. and it's like I have a gun, <laughs> and then uh then it flips. He's to my head and it's all like really big letters you oh, know good. so oh, dude yeah acting like he's gonna be me. 40 feet away off camera uh to show him the cue right. no he's, he's literally two feet away from him got some um, that are upside down out of order yeah and acting like they're wearing disguises as if he doesn't know who these people are yeah like, these you know, two like, who have been consistently nagging him for who knows how long oh my god yeah like I mean, you know, he, you got to give him a little bit of credit. Dude was a hustler um, at the beginning. You know, he, he he doesn't go in any shows, whatever. But, like, he goes in that office, and he's like, I'm getting my voice heard, whatever. Mm. They're like, we need a tape. He goes back, immediately makes the tape. I mean, he's got nothing else going on in his life, no. you know, or whatever. So, like, that's all he's got to do. But like, he's on the grind. He, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll wait. Oh, well, we might not hear that until Monday. I'll still wait. I'm like, oh my god, Rupert, dude, you right. are not you you are not going to stay there past closing hours. You are not going yeah. to sleep there. You, they're not going to let you do that. You know, like there's, there's literally I, there's a little something going on there. Like I don't oh, know, like, yeah, just a little social socially unaware of a few things. But man, I don't know. It's like it's like a a teddy bear version. Of Travis Bickle. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is that like uh, he's scary, Rupert is, because of this sort of unhinged incessantness. Yeah, you like, know, he's just. You don't know if he's for real. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like, I mean, this dude's probably joking, but like on the off chance, he's like really for real. Like, yeah, I we should probably do something about this guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, no, he did no, kidnap him too like i mean that actually no, yeah like that's that's but that's the thing is that even that it just his whole thing was like he wanted to get his break he felt like this it's not <laughs> he doesn't and this makes him dangerous but like he doesn't think of it as you know morally wrong it's it's just a step mm. on his journey you know He's like, if yeah. I can get this done, well, then nobody will f-. like. That's what the delusion at the end is. He's like, if I can get off, if I can get through this, this is what he thinks will happen. You know, he's like, well, then I'll get out. It'll be the biggest story in America. You know, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll get a book deal and I'll have posters and I'll host my own show, the the Rupert Pupkin Show, ladies and gentlemen, Rupert Pupkin, Rupert Pupkin, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Rupert Pupkin. That whole yeah. part at the end, dude. You know, and, and like. Cause the books, like, it was all so over the top. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, already the, like, it's going off a little bit, but I'm like, I'm like, maybe. I'm like, the okay. The thing is that you think it's possible. Make, yeah. I'm like, okay, this does make sense. And then it's like, he's on every single magazine that's on, like, the stand. And then he's like, he's on every single piece of merch. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a little weird. And then, like, when they start repeating his name, I'm like, okay. I'm like, wow. What, like, a. What a moment that like was Dude, in the movie. Great fucking ending. Like, oh uh, man. What, yeah. what kind of leaves me astonished about this movie is that uh, I, I haven't seen Gangs of New York. What we have lined up right now is uh, this, The King of Comedy, After Hours on Friday, 
casino next Wednesday. What's uh, what's next Friday after that? Gangs of New York after casino. Gangs of New York, then Shutter Island, and mm-hmm. then The Irishman. Mm-hmm. That's right. I've seen every single one of those except Gangs of New York, which is why I couldn't remember it. Um, hmm. I crazy enough. I think this might be my least favorite of all of those. Man, like we that... have. Wow, we have a lot to look forward to, and you know, like we, as is exemplified by our uh, by our top one hundred and our West director spotlight. Obviously, me and you have we love all these movies, but we have different mm-hmm. tastes mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. loves for each of them. So, like, I'm intrigued to find out if that's the case for you as well. This is a great. Mm-hmm place to start with Scorsese. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've i heard people say that this is like unlike a lot of his other movies. This is a pretty unique Scorsese flick. Yeah. This is so know. this is so niche. My dad my dad loves movies and he likes he likes Scorsese like he's gonna be on for that Gangs in New York episode because he loves mm-hmm. Gangs in New York and okay. there's a new Scorsese film. He's like uh he's not a theater guy, but like as soon as that's available, I want to go see it. I asked him if he'd ever seen The King of Comedy, and he'd never even heard of The King of Comedy. Oh you know? wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh. I didn't think of it as that kind of a movie at all. Um hmm. Yeah, eighty is this like what has Scorsese really done before this, or is this like really his first? Taxi Driver, Mean okay. Streets. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Taxi Driver was that seventy six? Man, holy fuck! Okay, and then okay, wow, yeah, he's been doing he's been doing it long fucking time, man. Uh, yeah, Mean Streets was the only one that I mm. felt kind of bad leaving out uh, because. It's his debut film, you know, like, mm. uh, at least it's considered his debut film. I don't think it technically is. Um, but, uh, yeah, New York, New York in 77, the last waltz in 78 raging bowl in 1980. That's a good one as well. Mm. Um, another De Niro Scorsese. Um, yeah, mm. that's a, that's a really good one, but yeah, it's kind of astonishing that this is the, uh, yeah, the fourth collaboration between, no, fifth, because De Niro was in Mean Streets. De Niro's in Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, and The King of Comedy. Like they, <laughs> holy shit, he's five for yeah, five. Yeah, they'd been they'd been a an established duo up to this point. Um, wow. Yeah, I like I like that. Oh my god, the poster for this movie has him literally in the Joker card. They predict yeah. the future. Dude, right, right, yeah. This is, I mean, it makes sense, you know. He's Joker comedy. You also got uh, Jerry Langford in the King card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever. Yeah, I like the poster for this movie. It's a good looking one. But uh, the shot on IMDb at the at the very top for the play trailer, Mm. the top contender for me for a favorite shot. When did that Uh, happen? That's whenever he's rehearsing his tape. That's when he goes to record his tape. Oh, uh, and he goes up okay. to the crowd. You don't even hear the jokes because he hears laughter yes. in his head yes. as he's doing yes. it. Okay, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's a that is a good shot. I kind of forgot about that one. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was and it's struggling. weird because it's like there's like white walls on the side of him, and the lighting is really, really like yeah dramatic, and it feels like 
this isn't the actual setting where this is taking place, but he does mm. have that wall where he lives. Yeah. Like he, 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 yeah, like, he I don't did. know, man. Yeah, that was kind of that is weird. Yeah, like what happened there? Yeah, that might that might, been... that might be my favorite shot. I love that shot. That was cool. Yeah, I was just going with. Um, I was kind of struggling to come up with uh, shots for this. That was one that I saw on like the IMDb pictures. I'm like, I was just trying to think of when it happened in the movie. But then the other, I don't know, just when he came out, like they introduced him, and he was just in that funky ass suit. And he's just doing his little arm waves. I thought it was just—I don't know. I like—I like when they go back to the uh, like fuzzy uh, TV kind of look um, mm. within the movie. And then because like it starts out like that, it starts out on Jerry's show, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, is this what '83 movies look?" I'm like, "No fucking way." I'm yeah, like, the TV—that's what they're—that's what the TVs look. But like. I mean, like, I thought the whole movie was like that. Like oh, I like I yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, no shot. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm dumb. It's just the show. It's it's a show in the movie. Um, but yeah, I was I don't know. I thought I thought him just coming out and then doing his little his little bow on the purple backdrop, purplish reddish backdrop mm. thing with his his suit. And that's I don't know. I I'm like I don't think it was fantasy land. I think that. No, he. I think he actually went on the Jerry Langford show. I think he killed. I think he had a great night. I think that people thought he was funny. Because, I mean, like, I'm not laughing out loud. Uh, stand-up comedy, it's kind of like, when it comes to stand-up, I have to have kind of an infectious environment mm-hmm. to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. why being at a stand-up comedy show is so much fun, is because it's a the funny stuff is funnier the not funny stuff however is much unfunnier because no one laughs mm. so like uh there yeah. there's a it's interesting but like i love watching stand up comedy with my dad because if my dad laughs at something it makes me laugh at something too because yeah. it emphasizes how funny it is i don't laugh at any of the jokes he yeah. tells at the end of this movie but i do get how an audience would like it's a uh, it's this mm-hmm. it's this very you know when it comes to these uh talk shows like they don't do a lot of this anymore. Like uh stand up comics taking up a ten minute slot That's on a show. True. Yeah. Um, because it's we don't have any variety shows anymore, which is more what uh, originally the Jerry Lewis show was, and then the Jerry Langford <laughs> show, and this. Uh, they're more yeah. variety shows where you can afford to give ten minutes to somebody. Mm. Um, but you don't really uh, have shows like that anymore, huh? Like not for real. Yeah, like late night shows. I remember kind of watching those all the time. Like it felt kind of like a. And they still have them. They're just. Too. Yeah, are they still on like YouTube now? Or are they like actually still on network? They're still oh, on networks like NBC and ABC and. Huh? Hmm. Jimmy Fallon just got into some hot water because his fucking. Uh, staff is extremely unhappy, and he's an unhinged person. Like a. <laughs> okay. Um... James Corden. Uh, Conan had a late night show until a few years ago. Like, uh, but yeah, man. Like, and so it, I think he did go up there. I think he killed. I think he had a great set and a, a good enough set to be able to go to the bar, take pride in it, and everyone in the bar kind of admire him. You know, that's what keyed me into it being real is that like oh, okay. Rita was like, oh shit, yeah, that was you. And she's kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, and the the guy at the end of the bar was like, "That was the guy on the that was yeah. the guy in the thing, you know." Uh, it's the same guy that was on the TV. It's like, yeah. 
Yeah. I, oh man. Yeah. I, there was a lot of really like just funny moments like that in there. I was trying to think a few like the other just like gags that were in it. Um, I got Jerry tied oh. up somewhere in the middle of the city. Uh, no, you I'm, laugh, I'm laugh. You think I'm kidding, but tomorrow I'm you'll not. see I was not yeah. joking. And uh, <laughs> okay. And yeah, everyone whatever. like they keep laughing, but there becomes this sort of like hesitation. They're like, "Ha, wait." Uh, why would you say that? Wait, why would you like double down on it like that? That's really weird. And then he goes, "Better to be king for a night than a schmuck I mean, for life." I mean, come on. I was waiting the whole movie for a line to land, and then like when he said that, I'm like, "It's oh. the obvious. It's the obvious pick." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, come on." I'm like, "Yeah, that that was pretty fucking sick." Like, I don't know. Maybe this dude has had this set. Just this is what he's been practicing in his basement. Over I think that's why we don't hear the practice set. Again. Yeah, like he's just been practicing the same set over and over. And yeah, I don't know. He got like it killed, you know, and now he's got prison to think of a whole new set. A whole yeah. bunch of jokes. Come back and land bigger than ever. Uh, well, and that's what's crazy is that the ending, while I think it's a delusion. I think it's interesting that Scorsese in 1982 mm-hmm. is making a commentary on how quick the public is to forgive people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, like yeah. a, there's a short memory for people who do terrible things in Hollywood. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was it like it was definitely the fantasy world and it wasn't real, but it it made you believe it for a split second. And that's enough for you to be like, yeah. Even if it was completely fantasy from the get-go, you could still be like, oh, wait, like, in the real world, like, this is still definitely happening. Like, this is, like, yeah. this is not far off. And, like, if, if this were to actually go down in real life, like, who's to say that he actually doesn't come out of prison more popular than he ever was? I you know? 100% guarantee he would. Like, that's what's crazy, is that if this happened now, this guy is fucking famous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh, if the, if, for example, on Jimmy Fallon, if this guy went on Jimmy Fallon, kidnapped Jimmy Fallon, do you know how many people would fucking love this guy for kidnapping Jimmy Fallon? I think that That's I would cool. kind of be like, this guy's kind of fucking hilarious. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, like, I'll wait five years for him to get out of prison, and then, right? <laughs> like, you know, like it, like we'll forget about him for five years, but then in five years, it's gonna be the coolest shit ever. You know, we're gonna be like, oh my god, it's that guy that kidnapped Jimmy Fallon. Exactly. Like, he's, he's finally releasing a book. I gotta <laughs> read that book. Yeah, he's got his own Netflix short now. Holy exactly. shit! He's got his own Netflix. Gave him a deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd much rather live in the the Robert Pumpkin pup Robert Pumpkin Rupert. world. Fuck! Now I'm getting Rupert wrong. Rupert. His name is Robert De Niro. It's an understandable mistake there. Oh, and I so is Pumpkin. Oh my god! So when I when I finally thought I got Pumpkin right, okay. I'd rather live, much rather live, in just the king of comedy world rather than the taxi driver world. Oh, um, yeah. What I was just sure. trying to say is that this is, um, as a spectator, um, it'd be fun, you know, just to, to watch watch this all play out. Like, to be in that audience is insane. To be in, um... Furthermore, I, guess, like, I think giving credit to Robert De Niro is that these could conceivably exist in the same realm. Robert De Niro played, like, 
this is a completely different character than Travis Bickle. You know what I'm saying? He, he looks completely different. He acts completely different. This is probably, and this is why he gets my performance, the maybe the best role Bob De Niro has ever done. You know? Um, it was good. No, it was like, it was really good. And I don't know. He just, he was so consistent the whole time. Like just, he was completely in this character. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's unlike anything you ever see from. Den- I don't know. Like I guess Travis Bickles is the closest thing. That's that's for sure. But I don't know. This just it had a. It was like it's not as sinister by any means. You know, like he, the, the, and that's why you can also believe the audience forgiving him at the end mm-hmm. is because like he, he does have a. a us getting that behind the scenes look at him as far as like Rupert Pupkin going on TV and the audience loving him versus us mm-hmm. watching everything that got him on TV. Um, like y- you don't root for him, but you're like, you, you start to get to a voice where you're like, give the guy a break, you know, like, come on, let him, yeah, let him just perform yeah. his harmless little comedy bit and get the fuck on. I understand that people have to pay their dues and stuff and it, it could mm-hmm. set a bad precedent. And if they do this, then what's going to stop mm-hmm. the next comic from doing it. But like, uh, he's not demanding like $500 million. Yeah. You know? He's like, like I, I think he, like, he does this shit for free. He's not looking to get paid. He's like, let me, let me pop on. airtime for a free show. You know, he's giving you a free, you know, he's not even demanded to be paid at all. It's just he he wants the recognition. That's all he's there for. Um, I was trying to think of of like a a world that it is the same, that uh, Rupert goes to jail and they're like, no, you need to go to the army to get right. (laughs) He goes to the army. He is the soldier. This could conceivably be set. Yeah, I guess what, television is in color. Oh fuck! He's a time traveling. He's a time soldier. traveler. Yeah. Maybe this is how it clears it up. He goes into witness protection because he's so famous mm. as Robert or as Rupert uh, that he has to go into witness protection. That he becomes um, somehow before Travis. The time. He becomes mm-hmm. Travis Bickle. In the same city as he was Rupert, mm-hmm. mind you. Yeah. Uh, that's impressive. H- yes. Hidden in plain sight. You exactly. Know? That's, that's how They'll they never look it. for me here. I'm a taxi driver. And that, like, that's a, you know, that's, uh, I remember there's an episode of Sherlock Holmes whenever they're, one of the murderers is a taxi driver and they're, they're onto it that it was somebody who traveled in this taxi, but because he's a faceless man on the other side of the window, you never even think of him, which means taxi driver in New York might be the best possible, pos- best possible place for somebody in witness protection, by the way. Yeah. No one pays attention to the taxi driver at all. Shame. It's a shame. Wow. You know, you can get anywhere with a taxi or Mm -hmm. a pizza delivery thing. And then even further, if you have like a yellow vest, like work vest and a hard hat, go in anywhere you want. Like literally, like you can just go anywhere. Like, um, they'll let you in. They'll be like, this person clearly has things to do. Yeah. And like, honestly, like even what uh rupert did like just if you don't have an an appointment anywhere you can just go there like you can actually still go there and just be like 
I demand to see this person right now. Like, if yep. you're weird enough, they'll probably just be like, all right, dude, whatever. Like, let me just go get them. You know, like, like I don't and know. I like also, like, if you're nice enough, maybe too. You know, like, if you walk in there and you're just like, uh, you're just like, hey, um, sorry, I don't have an appointment, but, like, I, I just really want to see this guy. Can I? Is that is that cool? Uh, can yeah. I talk to him for a second? They're like, well, he's busy until this time. Cool, I can wait. And they're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead, sit over there. You know, if, if you're not like a, no, he's a personal friend. He told me to call him. You know, That's he told true. me to call him. I Believe me, he told me to call him. Uh, and then Jerry's like, uh, yeah, we don't fucking know this guy. And they're, and they're like, are you sure? And he's like, yep, I know for sure that they know me. You know, like, uh, yeah, he was just kept doubling down. Dude, dude's just a pathological liar, you know? Just, he just has to, has to keep it going, you know? And then he's, He's digging a hole and he's too far deep. He just he just keeps going. digging. He just, he's, he's like, maybe going. one day I'll reach the other side of the earth. Man, and that's the thing is that like even whenever um, he's getting kicked out of of uh, Jerry's house, like I you'd expect it to be like annoying, like for him, like the amount of times he comes back and is like begging um, Jerry to like just listen. But like it, it's so weird. It's like it's not like annoying to watch at all. It's like. It's like encapsulating almost. Like you're like you're like, oh my god, this dude's still going. Like it's like, holy shit, this dude is like, like it's just you're just like in awe of like the insanity of like just what's going on. Like it's so, dude. it's so simple what's happening. You know, like it's very simple. This what's is going this is on. a pretty like compared to stories to come from Scorsese that we are going mm-hmm. to cover. This is small fucking potatoes. Maybe yeah. until Shutter Island, but like uh mm-hmm. other stuff is pretty like after hours, I know you haven't seen it, but that's a that's probably for my money Scorsese's weirdest fucking movie. I absolutely adore it. Um Sick. Uh and then Casino, that really happened, but it's like mob bosses in Las Vegas running casinos and like it's like that's that's a lot different than some fucking loser who's trying to make it in comedy. You know what I'm saying? Uh Yeah. Yeah, it's just like why? You know? Like this is just a movie for a move like to to make a movie. I don't know. Like he just like did De Niro or De Niro did like Scorsese just like did he write this or is this No, it was uh Paul D Zimmerman. Okay. Um I don't know. Yeah, this one's just movie for movie's sake, you know. Just an inch like cuz even the the point of the movie, you know, like is it Holy that people turned shit. a blind eye to some weird people? Like is is that the point? That, like, at the end, like, it's actually believable that that might happen? Is that the whole point of the movie, or, like... I I don't... I don't think so. I think that you're... That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about the moral of the story. You know, like, uh, what what is, what is Scorsese trying to say with the King of Comedy? And I think it is that, like, uh... uh I'd be willing to bet it is sort of this, like, there are there are a bunch of motherfuckers out here who got famous and you like, this is really just uh, according to Rupert, his journey to becoming famous. That's his entire, that's the entire plot for him. You know, uh, as far as from the character, from the main character's perspective, it is his journey to becoming the most famous, the king of comedy, you know? Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, Huh, I'm trying I'm trying to think of like 
in 82, if there's anything, like, just around, like, the time that's, like, pertinent or not. But, like, I don't know. I get, like, you know, in every movie doesn't need, necessarily need a moral, you know? It is just entertainment. Um, and, like, I think, I mean, that's, it was funny. It was, like, it's just fun to watch. Um, it's only until, like, the very end that there might be some sort of moral there in the first place. Um, well, Scorsese generally makes movies about, like, comparing to this to, like, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. You can tell Scorsese has a bit more empathy for Rupert Pupkin than he does Jordan Belfort. You know, mm-hmm. like the way they make the movie, you can tell he does not fucking like Jordan Belfort, or at least the character version that he's created for him. And I'd be willing to bet the real life version of him as well. But uh, mm-hmm. you, there's almost like this forgiving, uh, again, pity that you have for Rupert Pupkin. That you're you're kind of like, ah, man, this poor guy. He's he's weird as fuck. All we saw was him. Every single step was him pursuing this. Mm-hmm. What That's has he done before this? Like, is is he just like a day to day, a pretty nice, normal guy? But then you start talking about Jerry Langford, and it's like, oh wait, this guy's a fucking weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever had a coworker who was like a really, really seemed like a genuinely nice person? You talk to him, normal enough person, and then one day you bring something up, and it's like. Oh, this person's they're hmm. they're into this or they are not into that and that's fucking weird. Um Yeah, I didn't think about what he did before. Um Well, I, I just mean to say like is oh. is he making a point about what normal people are capable of? You um, know, like uh is is he making a point about how Rupert isn't that different from any person, he's just taking it a step further. Like we all the the laughs at the end, the the hero worship that they have for Rupert okay. at the end, is it because we all long to have the balls that Rupert had to do what he did, and we want to admire somebody like this, or we want to be admired like that? Like that's a uh... yeah, yeah. I, know, I I could see that. Yeah, just like because there's like obvious social cues that are just broken on purpose, and it's like yeah, it's like it's it's just because. That's how we think everything. Like, I don't know. This, this is what we, we've made acceptable. Like, in, like, like obviously well, going over to someone's house with them, like, uninvited. Like, uninvited. Wrong. Uh, but, like, back in the day, like, I don't know. That just wasn't really, like, a thing at all. Like, you just showed up. I'm not even, I'm, I'm talking, like, back, back in the day. Like, I mean, like, not before, like, modern cities and shit. But, like. Like, I don't know, it's it's new concepts and stuff. And maybe it's yeah. just like a a piece, like a, a time capsule. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It is a weird trying to pull like a meaning out of the out of the movie's kinda weird. No, I I mean like uh they they show consistently that Rupert I mean the way he interacts with Rita is also not not uh good. That's you know? true. Yeah. Uh, he is it, but that's the thing is that like, is this just what he's obsessed over? Like, if he were to occupy his time with something else, would these mm-hmm. obsessions dissipate? Like, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, and <laughs> now was he making a point about comedians pursuing the dream of comedy and how it's like, if you want to make it in crazy. comedy, you have to dedicate your life to that. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that, that has to be everything you think about. Uh, especially when you're trying to make it and like, it's already hard to make it as an actor or an actress. Mm-hmm. There are yeah. even less stand up comics. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That are like going yeah. on tour, you know? That's true. I mean, there's like, there's like four late night shows and that's what Rupert wants to be. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be, he wants to be Conan. He wants to be Letterman. He wants to do that. Mm. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. No, cause yeah, I was thinking like the only thing to kind of pull out was just the, like people turning a blind eye to, to like Hollywood and, and the sort of thing, like just that there's some, not just with comedy, but like at the kind of the at large, mm-hmm. yeah, just in general. Um, and it's like maybe his actions are seen kind of as more okay because you know that there's something a little off with him to begin with. Like, right? If you if you see like I'm I don't know, just like a a normal average Joe walk into that building and then like start I don't know to demand the same things he does. Like, it's just the way he's saying some things that makes it kind of clear. And that the people are like, okay, bud, like, let's get you out of the building, you know, and like, are you saying you're throwing me well, out? And of- that's, that's the other thing is that like, he's not. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to Jerry Langford and it comes to Rita, at the very least, he's not, but when he's t- funny enough, compared to Masha, which they enabled each other like crazy. But mm-hmm. when it comes to Masha, he's he seems like the level-headed normal one. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, uh, uh, that, that's bizarre because he's very much so not level-headed uh, or normal. Uh, and I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to use these blanket terms. I don't yeah. I don't mean to say that like obsession and like it's it's very normal. I I think part of the point of this movie is to kind of show that this sort of thing can take over anyone almost if you're not checked. Like it seems like everything in Rupert's life is kind of enabling him. You know, he lives at home with his mom and dad and he doesn't have to pay rent and he doesn't have to uh he has no expenses. The dude doesn't have a car. The dude walks everywhere. Uh, he, uh, lives at home, doesn't have a job. His entire day to day is dedicated to trying to figure out how to make it on the Jerry Langford show. You know, that's not, this is, these are not typical behaviors, you know, um, all put together. Any, any single one of these things, you know, unemployed, living at home, uh, those often overlap, but like, uh, they're not all they're not all one individually indicative of him be having issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's when you put them all together that it's like, oh, this man's uh this man's got something going on, huh? Um Yeah. Yeah, it does Talking that... to himself but playing Jerry as well, whenever he like literally moves in that one scene and like laughs with himself and oh, goes back God. and like yeah. uh 
Dude, yeah, dude just doesn't have any friends. And like he pro like he doesn't even see like Masha as like an actual friend, probably. Yeah. Like, he looks at her as someone he like we often also look for someone who can boost our ego a little bit. I think being around Masha makes him feel good about himself. Yeah, because he's like, Oh well, I actually have a real relationship with jerry you know i'm actually his friend i actually was just talking to him yeah, yeah you can't give him that letter but i can you know or what like yeah he was like bragging to her all the time um <laughs> what a movie man yeah i don't know like what like yeah i i had no clue on what direction it would go and then that Joker hint, like I, I was expecting him to blow his head off on live TV. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's gonna take him there. He's gonna kill him. Like he's gonna just keep getting crazier and crazier. Um, but I think I do prefer this ending much more. Mm. Like it's not the Joker, you know. Like no, it is, I think uh, and Batman they're villain. good for different reasons. Like yeah. this has, I think, a lot more rewatch value than the Joker does, uh, simply because. It's not as just uh, Joker is a little bit more in that taxi driver vein with a little bit more of a twinge of like sadness. Like you just like you feel icky about everything in the world when you're watching Joker. Uh, But it's it it has that comic book movie thing where it's based on the Joker. So you're like. Ah, well, this is fun. (laughs) It's not if this was just a movie about some fucking guy who ends up doing this. If it's about Rupert Pupkin, who goes and does all this, you start to go, oh, wow, this is a good movie, but, you know? Um, At the end of the day, one guy becomes the Joker, an actual, like, crazed villain of a superhero, and one is just a normal, average person in the real world that they make seem that could be anybody. mm -hmm. Like, it's like, and there is no villain story afterwards, it's just... That's who he is, and this is not what happened, you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, this is based on, like, some, like, I don't know, like, maybe they've had, like, some fans that were so crazy, you know? Yeah, like, right. Or something like that, like, heard stories in Hollywood of, like, fans that were so crazy that stalked them and were trying just to get it on their team or, I don't know, something like that, but. I love, uh. I loved looking at the writing credits for Paul D. Zimmerman. I don't know if you've taken a look mm. yet. Uh, this is this was his second movie, but the third thing he ever wrote on, as the first thing was 50 episodes of Sesame Street. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that caught my eye. Um, Dude wrote 50 episodes of Sesame what? Street. From 1974 uh, to 1977. They wrote Lovers and Liars with Goldie Hawn, The King of Comedy with Bob De Niro, and oh, four writing credits, and then one of them is just a, a re-release of The King of Comedy. Uh, then Consuming Passions with Jonathan Price, the High Sparrow, actually, in the lead role there. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, just uh, incre- wow. incredibly in- intriguing credits what? there. But... Uh, a tragic mishap at the chocolate factory results in candy lovers getting an unexpected extra in their sweets. The problem is that they want more. What the fuck is that movie? What is this dude writing? <laughs> he writes Sesame Street. This. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. And the, and the dented Willy Wonka movie. Yeah. I mean, like this scene, that seems 
Paul D. Zimmerman, he's got the range on him. Um, yeah, born in New York. Makes sense. Um, is Sesame Street in New York? Or is it like a made-up town? I've never thought about this. Where geof- geographically <laughs> Sesame Street would be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, I'm looking into the trivia for this movie now. Uh, the, the scene in Jerry's house is largely improvised. I know Scorsese Ooh. encourages a lot of improvisation in his movies just to kind of get that raw, real feel, and you kind of feel mm. that like Goodfellas and 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 and, uh, and stuff mm. like that. But uh, <laughs> there's a part where Kim Chan, when he can't open the door, and Jerry, like, he's like, what yeah. are you doing? I've been out here for eight fucking minutes. You yeah. know, that was improvised. He, he actually couldn't what? open the door. That um, was improvised. That, yeah, he that actually like a really funny joke and everything. they put in there. That was actually really good. That got a yeah. laugh out of me whenever I was watching. Huh. Yeah, apparently the uh, the guy who plays John O, the uh, butler that answers the door for them, he improvised the entire phone call with Jerry and stuff. Like, there's a. Uh... I'm almost. I'm, I'm, my heart is hurting. You're like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, they're tearing up the house. They're doing, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's bad. You got to get here. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Oh man, it w- it was like a very tame start, and then just slowly kept ramping up until, until the eventual, you know, kidnapping. You know, as you do to get on your talk night show. Um, but man, did he make his de- debut? And I, I would put more than fifty percent odds on him coming back bigger than he was before. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. I guess, you know, they said five years, which is kind of crazy to, for kidnapping someone to only get five years in prison. Uh, but then he was in his fantasy world. He was let out in two years or two and a half or something like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like you'd go to jail longer for kidnapping. a Well, with a fake gun. I don't know. Because m- kidnapping's a whole different thing. Than like murder straight up, right? I feel like five years is kind of light to like deal a human being. That's like kind of crazy. Um, that is pretty nuts. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I this. I just. I don't know. I guess I. I should have expected this because like the only other De Niro thing I've really seen is him in Taxi Driver, and this is just like a little more. Tame, and Goodfellas. Like, tame, ver- yeah, true. Okay, fair. Actually, Goodfellas was the first time after this that Scorsese and him worked together, which is 1990, so seven years later, after they'd done five movies in seven years together. Jeez. So, uh, the story behind that is that Scorsese called this the most intensely uh, unbearable filming process he ever did because of the uh, embarrassment and awkwardness of everything. That Ooh. him and De Niro, like, basically, like, he, he, he kind of credits them not working together for a while because this was so fucking weird. Like, that wow. was, that's. <laughs> wow. He was, he played a guy that was so weird that they were like, all right, dude. Yeah, I don't know. We can't really make a movie for like a little bit. We got, we got to chill. We got to take yeah, a Trivia break. is kind of implying that Robert De Niro went method for Rupert Pupkin, which might have made this even a little bit more awkward for everybody involved. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good... Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, it gives great performances. Um, yeah, that's why these are these are 
actors, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand how they can do it. Just like, this is their work. One day I show up to work and I'm a crazy psych- psychopath. Mm. Um, and then I go home and love my family and act like I didn't do anything like that right. at work. Um, and yeah, like what? They have to, they, they eat like us, you know, like they're, they're normal people. It's just their job happens That's to be not. to play other people. Yeah. Now I love, I love even more when stuff is like th- th- that sort of method goes into more improvisation and making it more tangible mm. and real, you know, mm-hmm. um, apparently Jerry Lewis improvised that scene you were talking about earlier. That entire time he was like, I'm just a human. I'm just a human being. What? That was that was improv. That was not written. Wow. Um, okay. Which All makes right. that a lot more raw and real as well. Um, okay. okay, Jerry. And then my favorite scene, they improvised that pretty much entirely. Masha and Jerry. Oh, when wow. He's tied up. Okay. I just want to go crazy. Don't you want to go crazy? Wow. Maybe the commentary is actually on like that you don't really see celebrities as humans. Like, maybe it's more, like, the movie's more about Jerry than mm. it is about Rupert. Um, and, like, he, he can't even walk in the streets, you know, without being stopped and talked to by everybody. Right. That um, was based on a true story, also. Lewis basically directed that part of the movie. Whenever yeah. someone stops him and is like, will you talk to my son? He's on the other end of the phone. He's like, I'm yeah. not going to talk on the phone. And she goes, I hope you get cancer. That yeah. really happened. What? That's that a real really happened. Oh my yeah. god. Holy wow. Okay. Huh. Maybe that is more of the I didn't really think of that as a focal point at all, but I I'd, I'd say that's that's probably some of it. Uh to be like, yeah, these these are just people at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Um Huh. Wow. Yeah, to to be obsessed with another person's life. That's just I don't know. I guess it, at some you know, everyone falls in love with, with someone for something for a little bit. But, like, to actually, I don't know, try to invade their own personal life is, like, when it gets a little weird. Yeah. Like, you know, you can, it's kind of weird to actually have posters of, like, other humans on your wall. Like, it's kind of like a shrine, you yeah, know? At a, like, certain, at a certain point, it becomes... Uh, I have I have this idea in my head where like most of the stuff you'll find on my walls mm-hmm. is not like just regular. Human. It's fiction. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't worship the people in the pictures. Mm. I don't worship anything involved. I like the. I like the thing they're in, and that I've I've often made that argument about just fandom and specifically like stan standing mm-hmm. stan culture mm-hmm. i mean there's there's an age i think for me personally i like and that's the thing is that a lot of it can be perfectly harmless and often it is you know you just you just really really love this person's music and that's often the one that i'm the most interested by mm-hmm. you know um like I haven't really talked about this, the Taylor Swift concert on the podcast at all, but it was, uh, it was an event. I had a great time, obviously, but, uh, Mm -hmm. every single 
movement she made <laughs> warranted a scream. You know, like yeah. from everybody in the fucking stadium. I've been to football games at Arrowhead Stadium, the loudest stadium on earth, mm-hmm. where they broke records for sound. It was louder than any of that. You know, <laughs> like it's, uh, it, it, it's, it was, yeah. And it was like, there was a moment where after she sang a song, she just kind of looked around the audience for like two and a half minutes and all anybody did was fucking cheer because she kept looking at different parts of the stadium and they'd go fucking nuts because she's looking that direction. And that's like, nuts. yeah, I'm that's like crazy. to achieve that level of fame. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you don't gain the biggest wow. fucking ego of all fucking time. That's why, like, I don't know how you can possibly be humble after an experience like that. I know sure as shit I Just wouldn't be. looking in the direction got the crowd to, yeah. Go I mean, and it makes nuts. sense. And it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like, no, like and I understand. I understand that y'all love this person's music. That's what that's about. You know what I'm saying? That like, you all love this person's, and I've grown to enjoy that music quite a great deal because of Emily. Emily loves Taylor Swift, and I've grown to appreciate her more than I ever have. There's, and I've I've talked to her about this. There's not a single person alive who, if they looked at me, I'd scream. Yeah, and I know a concert's a different setting, but there's not a single artist. That if they looked in my direction at a concert, I'd scream, you know, and I, I guess maybe I'm not, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not fu- like the whole, one of the, one of the biggest things about this podcast, like with, uh, the, you know, peace, love and bloom and always praise Keanu Reeves. If I, if I met Keanu Reeves, really, really good odds. I don't even, if I saw him, I don't even fucking talk to him. You know, I'm just like, oh my God, that's fucking Keanu Reeves right there. You know, like, and, and I'm just like, well, that's good enough for me. I've always, you know, yeah, um, yeah, I've had that internal conflict of like, if I did see someone who I really, really wanted to meet, but they were like busy, you know, they were like, obviously like short on time, like, would it be better for me just to be like, oh my God, like there they are and they're, they're just living their life. I don't need to interrupt them. Or like, do I just stop and be like, oh, holy fucking shit. Like, you know, and be that crazy fan that they get all the time, you know, well, like, and, there's, every- and I think there's a way to handle it. The way Rupert handles it is not the way to handle it, you know, that's and that's sure. like it's one thing to be a fan who's like, oh, my God, I love your work. Thank you so much. Frankly. That should be the extent of an interaction with a famous person if you see them just out mm. and about, you know, if they want to push the conversation forward after that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I love your work. Thank you so much. You probably don't need to say more than that, you know, and they probably they probably hear that a lot. But that never hurts to hear, you know, that's never something that's like, oh, I'm so sick of people telling me they enjoy the things I do, you know, like. uh, Just just and then if it's an interaction like that and a famous person gets mad at you, they're the dick, you know. If you become too familiar Mm. and you're like, hey, you want to go grab a fucking coffee with me? And they're like, no, I really don't want to do that. Thanks. Yeah. That's reasonable. They really don't want to do that. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah that's true. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess this this movie is a handbook on what not to do. Oh, big time. You know? 
Like, uh, trying to pull out a lesson or, like, a moral, it's like, well, here's just what not to do. Uh, this is bad. Um, on, on well, I mean, like, it's just a... I'm gonna bring it back to Taylor Swift a lot because I'm I'm I've got a lot of mm. direct paths to news surrounding Taylor Swift. Um, she went to a wedding a couple weekends ago, and there was a crowd of thousands of people outside that wedding. Oh no! Because she was there. Oh no! Do any of you think she wants to come outside and say hi? No, you know, that's the shit that I'm like screaming at a concert. That's cool. Like, I, I can't I can't be like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. We're at a concert. You're having a good time. I'm not going to rain on your parade like that. You you love this person's music. Do you mm-hmm. if you are seeking them out? You have a problem. Yeah, you have a problem. You know, yeah, that's not good at someone else's wedding too. someone else's wedding like her wedding. Even though it's still fucking crazy to go and like seek even out that you'd understand more. That I'd understand a little more if it was her wedding. She's just at someone else's wedding, so you're just inconven inconveniencing her and whoever her friend is that's getting married. Like, yeah, that's that's nuts. Just that I, there I are can't other- imagine. And then another another even layer to that is like uh, whenever there's like a celebrity staying at a hotel. And then, like, the street outside that hotel fills up because people are like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this person's staying here. That might be even further up the list, you know? Like, uh... Yeah, I mean, like, the most famous person of all time, maybe not all time, I guess that's probably, like, Jesus. But, <laughs> like, like at least in our lifetime for sure is Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yeah. Like, seeing the amount of people... That were outside of his hotels or like at his shows that literally fainted. Fainted. They would the, the med, they would have medical people on standby, not because of Travis Scott concerts and people just being too rough and rowdy, just because him coming out people on will stage pass out. People will. Like it is a for sure. Like just it happens every show. Holy fuck. Like, and now yeah, we, we are talking about something that's a bit different than obviously what the, the world's most famous comedian is going through, you know, but like, uh, hmm. I've heard Conan O'Brien talk about like it, at times where he's been like, he, he can't go anywhere without someone being like, you know, that's a six foot four pale redheaded man. That's true. Rose stands out in the crowd. That's Conan yeah, O'Brien. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. you don't even have to be that familiar with Conan O'Brien to know who Conan O'Brien is. And yeah. like, that's, that's the thing about that. being a talk show host mm-hmm. is that you bring in all the the like fandoms of everybody because you everybody. have everyone on your show and like mm-hmm. they'll see they'll see that interview and they'll be like oh my god you interviewed my favorite celebrity one time or like yeah. whatever it's like they're He's just also just a very funny fucking man you know I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan but yeah. uh <laughs> and then and that's the other thing is that like are there different professions that somebody's famous in that you would feel more comfortable approaching them in because mm-hmm. you know like when it comes, uh, frankly, I will say this: I would feel a lot more comfortable approaching Conan O'Brien than I would fucking, uh, I mean, shit, Keanu Reeves. You know, like, like I was making an example just just a little bit ago with Keanu. Like, there's something that Keanu. feels more approachable and more yeah. relatable about someone like Conan. So it's like maybe this person yeah. would be more okay with, and still they're probably not very okay with that. Like they're they're a stranger, you know, and that's a. Uh, 
You don't yeah, just weird. approach a lot of strangers. It's, it's like all fame isn't the same fame. Like movie fame is different from like like the fame that like Drake has. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like a music like I don't know, it's like fame is sort of different depending on cuz like I'd rather like if I saw like Kid Cudi like just chilling, I don't know. I'd I think I'd go up to Cuddy before I'd go up to like an actor. An actor seems like I don't know. That's like I, that's there's an, uh, when it comes to musicians and stuff. There's an honestness that they've had with the audience. Mm. They've told you how they feel. They they express themselves, maybe mm. not directly to you, but because it was in a song, directly to you. You know, like, especially an artist like Cuddy, who's been very, very plain about his mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. I understand standing a musician more than I do an actor and actress, because at least that person's been honest with you. Yeah. You don't fucking know an actor. Yeah, they're playing a character. The entire time. Every single time they've ever done anything besides maybe like Harrison fucking Ford. Like. How do we there, know that feels... any actor isn't actually just acting all the time? All the fucking time. How, how do, you do we know, know how fucking terrified I'd be to be in the same room as Tom Cruise? Dude. That would be scary. I'd yeah. leave that establishment. And I think, like, I, I, I'd be like, oh my god, that's Tom fucking Cruise. I have to go. You know? Yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't be like, I'm well, it's time to go danger. talk to Tom. Like it's I I'm in some sort of danger. I don't know what it is, but I my life is just more at risk being here. Um Yeah, no. That there is a different kind of like actor. Like, I don't know, that, that 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 does feel different than just like a musician or something. Or a like. comedian. Mm-hmm. A comedian like you know, like They're very know, real. funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But raw that means they are probably funny you know it's not like they're playing a character who's funny yeah you You have to be funny there's no faking it there's no faking being funny like you can if you have your own talk show then maybe you you turn the applause button on and and you do that but to get to that point even in the first place yeah you you have you have to be um and hey i mean rupert he kind of put on a good show. It might have just been they were on a talk show and they're, you know, supposed to laugh at all. There's the a there's a little uh, the light audience. that lights up that says applaud or laugh or Is stuff it, like they that. Show that? Uh, no, know. not in this movie, but in general. Okay. okay. Like so if you're you, on instead of a sitcom, they turn think, on a little light that's they like were laugh now. For him? Yeah. You think they were? Oh, okay. Oh, for Rupert, I don't know. Um. I think for that for a talk show, and again, it depends on the type of show you're watching. Like if he's going to get hung, if he's going to die on the vine out there, they're going to hang him out to dry because that's also kind of funny. Yeah. You know, like if, if a dude flops, it's kind of funny that he's flopping, you know, like you feel bad, but you're like, Oh no, this poor fucking guy. You know, at uh, him. Yeah, you start to kind of like laugh at him. Like, well, more. and the the comedian also has a relationship with the audience where, like, if they're not laughing, he stops having the energy he's having. You know, Rupert, he performs up there, and I think it's because the audience is reciprocating. You know, the audience is laughing at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh man, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Like, 
I've gotten up on stage in front of that many people, I guess, like one time. Like, and it was with a group of other, with 30 other men, boys at that time, I guess. Um, just like Mr., just for a high school yeah, yeah. fucking show. And, and I was scared shitless. Like, everyone was in the room, like, shitting their pants. Like, I don't, I don't know how many people had, like, diarrhea, like, right before the show. Like, we were all having to shit so bad. We, some, yeah. some people even threw up, like, before, cause they were so nervous. We were trying to play songs to hype us up. But like, I mean, the only the only thing that I've ever had that I can even compare to that is like the first uh, when I was a sophomore and I was the backup center on the football team and the guy who played center got injured the night before the game. Oh, so I went the entire week not mentally preparing that I was going to be playing Friday night football that week. And then, uh, and then Give I, it a I, roll I, as well. I literally got a false start the first play I, I did. Damn. I got a penalty yeah. immediately because I couldn't hear the quarterback. The, like, all I could hear was people in our student section going, <sighs> and I was like, oh my fucking God, this can't be real, you know? And then, uh, wow. it sort of sinks yeah. in and you get used to it, but like, uh, no, like, it is wild to be in front of a crowd because you are so nervous. You have to have an insane level of confidence in what you do, you yeah. know? And then to take it a step further and to try to make people laugh, like, that's hard. That is, that's the hardest like, thing there is to do. You're going up on stage. Like, people that's, are that's expecting to laugh. Place. It'd be one yeah. thing if people didn't know what they were getting into, you know, but they're there because they know you are supposed to be funny. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That's like, I don't know. That might, stand-up might be like, because might be the toughest people, gig in show business. Most on people paper. can't even just talk comfortably yeah. on stage. Like people start sweating and, and like stuttering over their words, and like just even a class presation that you're giving over like the fucking mitochondria. You that get nervous. Over. We all know about things. Yeah, you know, like you get nervous over that shit. You know, like yeah, that's that's a profession right there. That's like yeah. crazy. That's talent. Like there's like actual like you gotta just be a little crazy i which, don't know like which grants rupert this interesting i mean obviously he has absurd confidence because he's delusional you know yeah. what i'm saying like he 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 thinks he already thinks he's the king of comedy he just hasn't been seen by enough people you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's what that's what he thinks that's what he's like i'm the funniest man alive just nobody's heard me tell jokes. And what's funny is that if he had paid his dues, as Jerry tells him at the beginning of the, maybe he would have been fine. Maybe he would have became a working comedian, but he aimed too high as fast as he possibly could. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, bold plan, bold uh, fucking idea. He's going full. Uh, like he's literally doing, we're watching game of Thrones right now. He's literally doing what Jorah did to Tyrion. He's like, yeah. well, if I want to be friends with the queen again, God damn it, better kidnap this guy. You know, yeah, it's the only thing he saw. I mean, it it a little different, but worked. Still. It probably worked. I like today though. That would pop today. Off. It no fucking question. There would be petitions worked. to get that guy out of jail. Fast. This is ridiculously fucked up, and I'm sorry, I'm taking it here. 
Kyle Rittenhouse is famous. Kyle Rittenhouse. He's the guy who shot and killed two people at uh during protests. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I've seen his face. Yeah, now that Yes, I'm you gonna... have seen his face. Most people oh. have seen his face. <gasps> oh, that guy. Yeah. You might that's not know him by name, but you've probably if you're on social media, if you're on the internet, you know that guy's face. You've seen him because wow. right wing podcasts have him on. And people are like, You're a champion of freedom, man. You're a you're a, like Oh my god. That that obviously that's a more fucked far more fucked up version of this. But if that guy's famous, Rupert Rupert Pupkin would be fucking famous. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather Rupert be famous. Exactly. He just, he just wants to just show the world his stand-up comedy, you know? That's all the man wants. He just wants to make people laugh. I, I'll take that any day. Um yeah, Rupert I don't know, you know, if we if we do like the dream blunt or uh, nightmare blunt. I don't know where he falls. You know, it's it. I feel like he wouldn't be too bad. You know, I feel like he could benefit from some weed. Yeah, he could chill. He he needs to. Yeah, you know, the, maybe uh, would... ma- the main problem with Rupert is that he's never smoked a joint in his life. You know, he's That's never it. taken an Eddie. Bro's never taken a puff at a cart. Wow, you know. For some reason, I was trying to think of a universe where this happened first and then Taxi Driver because that's just the the natural progression of crazy, like he yeah, had to, right. you know, or whatever. But maybe he was he was in Taxi Driver first. He went through therapy. Wait, did he? Oh no, he's dead. No, never. We mind. don't know that for sure. We think that movie also ends in a delusion of some sort, where Jodie Foster or that uh, that girl's family thinks he's a hero and. You know, mm-hmm. all that. It's a, it, that one is a much less clear delusion than this is. Um, okay. So maybe he's still alive. So maybe he actually just gets help after Taxi Driver. And, well, that's uh, another example of what Taxi Driver and this have in common. Yeah. The endings are kind of a little, yeah, a little similar. A little weird, but they're also the protagonist thinks he's the good guy. He thinks he won. He thinks he did it. Yeah. You know? He thought he, thought he scored. Big. He was like, yeah, like going to prison, and he's like, I did it. Like I absolutely crushed. And to to take it to how much this clearly influenced Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. Whenever everybody's got that fucking mask on and they're tearing up police cars and they're they're worshiping the Joker, and then that chick's like, "What are you laughing at?" He's like, "You wouldn't fucking get it." You know, like it's just. It's in his fucking head, you know? Like, it's it's what they're imagining. It's what the protagonist thinks they've done. Whoa. And maybe maybe they're making a bigger point about that, you know? It's just like, you're a good... You can convince yourself you're good if you've done, if, if you've done enough in your mind to do it. Like, just each individual person has this point where they are... If you get there, if you push it there, whoa... You could really fucking lose it, buddy. Yeah, what's the jo- the actual, well, the Heath Ledger Joker line? That, uh, chaos, you know, or what, you just need the little push. You know, it's like gravity. You yeah. just need a little push, you know, and then, and then you, you go down your road of, of, an- of just anarchism and fucking crazy town. But I mean, uh, nothing, nothing. You think you could just steal uh, from us? Yeah. And walk away. 
Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till we get there. Well, that's what Rupert thought he could do. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. what that's what's even crazier is he knew he wasn't walking. Away. I think he knew. No, he knew he exactly. Knew. He knew. He knew exactly what this was going to result in. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, like he, he wasn't that like unaware. Like he was. He like. And he like that's the the last line he says. You know, he'd, he'd rather be the king for a night than a schmuck. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to get arrested after this show. Mm-hmm. Know that for a fact. He had all the confidence in the world, though. We have Jerry tied up somewhere, so like y'all can't fuck with me. You know, like if you fuck with me, that guy dies, and that sucks. And then Jerry uh, just got out on his own. Yeah, anyways. like I love. And it's like, was like, yeah, I'll cut you out. Like, w- yeah, she was like, you know, just getting all sang to him, like serenaded him, and everything. He got really horny. And uh, she was like, "Oh my god, wait, he actually wants this." And like, he just asked to be untaped. He was like, "Untape me." He's like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, untape me. And then just instantly- Once he realizes the power he has over these people, he takes advantage of it. Like, yeah. Guns they will do ready. anything he asks. Literally shoots her, like, twice, too. Like, a little, like, airsoft He's gun. ready to like, kill her? Yeah. I think he shot the ceiling first, I think. I think he just shot in the air. Oh, really? Uh, first to, like, yeah, make sure. But then, like, or maybe, like, to her side, and then he literally aims right at her and then shoots her twice, like, fuck, like, fuck you. I mean, he does slap her. Yeah, he does, he does yeah. slap her before he walks out. And, you know, I am I am one, uh, you know, a man should never hit a woman, like, really, you know. But, like, in this You smack the shit out of this person, no matter this who they are. It's fully warranted. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, it, it was just on the way out, too. You know, it was one and done. That's it. He's if I've walking, been sitting in a fucking back. chair, that many candles you, around I am head. almost worried that you are going to do something that will change the trajectory of my life. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm I, sorry. I'm going to knock the shit out of you one time, at least. Like, usually, every time a woman gets hit in a movie, it, like, actually takes me by surprise. And I'm like, holy shit, they fucking put that in there. This one, I'm like, oh, he's going to hit her. Like, I'm like, yeah, there's like, no way he doesn't oh, walk out of this room. smack the shit like, out of this Yeah, person, I'm like, you know? I don't know. I was like, oh, he's he's definitely hitting. He's doing something. I'm like, something's happening Um, after he walks out of here. But, dude, oh, man. No, that's a... Uh... It's a, it's an, it's a fucking movie, man. Uh, do you think we're, uh, you think we're ready to give it a rating? I think I might be there. Yeah, I don't, I was trying to think if I, I missed any other part of the movie, but I mean, like, really, it's just when simple he, progression. Yeah, yeah, he's just on his grind, and then, like, it doesn't really go crazy until they just kidnap him. Like, yeah. like, I mean, it's all pretty mundane, and him just trying to get into his office. Um, I guess he went to his house. Getting a little, a little step up, and you're like, yeah, it was progressively. You're going, goes no. to the office, goes yeah. directly to his home. Yeah, kidnaps him, and it's just like that sort of the intervals at which he was like, yeah. okay, well, if this is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have just listened to the tape, Jerry. Uh, is basically what he what he says. Um, True. Is yeah. that what this is about? We can listen to it right now. He's like, no, we can't. <laughs> uh. Uh. Man, yeah, I don't know. Was uh, I'm glad I'm just kind of going into to all these blind. This one was, yeah, I'm excited. was really fun to go in blind too. Especially if this was the conversation we had about the king of comedy. I just think that we've got a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I do want to make it clear before we get to the rating that I don't have any actual problem with anybody who is a fan of something or a fan of a person. Mm-hmm. A, 
you do you, you enjoy what you enjoy. Um, I don't. It's when you take it to these levels that it's actually a problem. When you, when it starts affecting your life and other people's, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe take a step back. If it's not affecting anybody else's life, hey, do you? Do you anything think? can be an addiction? Anything, anything. It's just it. I don't know. It's it's always good to. Yeah, just like I, I was, I was kind of crazy about people like back in the day, like in high school. I had some people and in high I, school that I like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really judging high schoolers for being I really big fans of something. Yeah, when you are Rupert Pupkin's age, yeah, old is this guy? I gotta guess thirty. Yeah, he's get he's getting there. Rup- uh, well, it's probably how old never... Bob De Niro was at this time. Uh, uh, in 1982? I mean, yeah. Probably... Uh, De Niro was almost 40. He was 39. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I would have guessed. Great for probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. 40 is not old by any means, but he, I, I would have put 25 to 30 at him, actually, if I'm being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not 25, 30. 30 to 35, probably more right. More right. But uh, 40, I don't know. Um. Wow. Huh. I want to see the sequel to this. Gets out of prison. Or, or him just going <laughs> crazy in his own prison cell. Just writing down. just a, a, Or him just performing the sketch in the he cell. Got, he got shivved in prison because he would uh, keep everybody up at night. Because he'd just start doing stand-up. And when they'd like boo and jeer, he'd think that they were uh, celebrating. Uh, so he just keep going. Thank you, everybody. I'm here for, th- I'm here for another three years. You know, like that's that's like a that's what he says every single night until you know he gets stabbed, probably on his like third or fourth day. Um, damn. Yeah, he probably doesn't have a good time in prison, huh? Can't imagine so. Rupert Pupkin does not seem the type to make friends in prison. I want uh, maybe maybe the actual sequel to this is him heading over to uh he- heading over to like Jersey and he's he's actually his character from Goodfellas after this. Uh he's like fuck it. I've been nice for too long. I got to get in a different business, you know. <laughs> I got to go a different direction here. Um, yeah? No. I don't know, it's it is funny just to think of like an actor's cinematic universe, you know. Oh yeah, like, it's always fun. Every role they've ever done, it's all actually... same with the director, you know. Like just uh, yeah, the idea like that all... this and this and The Wolf of Wall Street, roughly around the same time as that set in like eighty five, eighty eight, like later late eighties, uh, early nineties, okay. like just kind of like, wow, huh? Yeah, this is. Happening around the same time. I could see this in New York. Yeah. New York's a big place. Big place. You know? Big place in of, New York. A lot of shit goes down. A lot of, lot of, lot of people. Millions of people. They're bound to be one Rupert Pupkin. Rupert Pupkin in there somewhere. <laughs> God, it's still, I, I can't, I don't know why. It's just a, a tongue twister. He even says it. He's like, yeah, me, people miss off and mis, mispronounce it and misspell it or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it. You knew, but, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I guess I don't, I don't think there's much more. No, nah, I don't think so either. What on the move? What are we thinking enjoyment wise though? Mm. How are you feeling about it? 
Nine is too high. I'd agree. Eight's feeling more right. It, like, if it's in the sevens, it'd be like a seven, five, seven, seven, five. But I feel like it's either a seven, seven, five, or like an eight. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable throwing an eight at this. I I, I think you could even persuade me to an eight two five. But I, I think that if, since we were we're on those opposite like kind of opposite sides of it, I think an eight's a good place to split it. You know, I think that that's a uh, gut was around an eight. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. Like you you said, nine was too high, and I completely agree with you there. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, seven too low. Yeah, nine. You know, too high, uh, seven is too low. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. We gave the Prestige an eight. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. We gave yeah. the Royal Tenenbaums an eight five. We gave Bottle Rocket an eight five. Rushmore an eight seven five. Um, yeah, the Prestige is the only. Uh, the Prestige appears to be our lowest movie enjoyment wise, which is kind of astonishing. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, West is just have a different field. Yeah, I guess, yeah, 8-2, or 8-5 the next lowest. Yeah, 8-5, okay. Huh. Yeah, no, I think I'd be comfortable going to, throwing this at an 8. And frankly, I would probably watch The Prestige before this, so maybe even a 7-7-5 does feel good, you know? like uh, I think I would go to The Prestige before this, yeah, if I'm being honest. I, like the, I just like The Prestige a whole lot more anyways. Right. Uh, that I think that enjoyment rating for well, I don't know. It is still kind of around there. Like for me, no. I, like here's my thing: is that this is one of those movies where I think seven, seven, five, and eight. Like I think I would lean towards an eight. It's hardly a difference, but like I do think that it's closer to that than it is a seven, seven, five. Even though I would revisit the Prestige sooner. I think I actually had like a more actively fun time throughout mm. the runtime watching this yeah. than I would the prestige. Like the prestige is interesting and it's kind of like, whoa, what's going to, this is, I have like, if, I think the prestige has more going for it on paper. Yeah. And it has, you like, know? the prestige has the cool mystery of it to back. Yeah. It up. The magic like, and everything. This, this is, is very, straightforward. yeah, very simple. And it's, it's still that good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think an eight's yeah. a, I think an eight's a fair bet, but, uh, that leads us to a critical rating. Where's uh where's your gut taking you with this? Hmm. I would say looking at other ones here. Yeah, I'd say it's better made than Bottle Rocket. Um better than than Rushmore. Oh, I'd say so for sure. I think you could make an argument that this is a uh... Royal Tenenbaums? Kind that of might be that might be the ceiling. I, I yeah, this movie's well written, but I don't think it's. I think Scorsese doesn't have a bad looking movie. This is not one of his best looking movies. It's uh, it has good shots. It has standout moments, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah, there are very few shots that wallop me. It's kind of hard to pick one out besides like a couple mate, like ones only one of them's obvious, and it's that one we talked about earlier yeah. with him standing in front of the black and white crowd and the white mm-hmm. walls and stuff. There are some, there are some ones in between. Like there's one when Jerry Langford's like leaving his office building, and it's like there's like glass on both sides of him, and his reflection kind of goes out both ways across mm-hmm. the screen and like cut up pieces almost, and that's really interesting. But like 
There's not a lot that I would say yeah. visually stimulates me about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, De Niro's performance is astonishing. I think Scorsese's direction of the performances in this mm-hmm. movie are awesome. You know, uh, De Niro was actually concerned about the casting of Jerry Lewis because he didn't know that he would be able to bring the heat the way he did. Oh, the, wow. the, like the, the critically received dramatic sort of role he had to do. Uh, and apparently De Niro kind of ate his words on that. He was like, oh yeah, no, he, he did it. You know, like it's, uh, he had a really good performance in this movie, I thought. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, De Niro was, I like De Niro in this a whole lot. Mm. And yeah, this is what their fifth time working together, Scorsese. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I've seen, by now, you know, like this is, it's, I'm thinking to other De Niro roles and De Niro does his best work with Scorsese and there's not even really a runner up in that category uh it's kind of like either de niro is doing scorsese movies and being one of the best actors alive or is in a bunch of schlock to pay the bills is kind of like (laughs) what he does um but uh know him from like what have i seen i don't think i've really seen much you ever see dirty grandpa with zach efron and de niro and I don't think so. No. I'm trying to think. Meet the Fockers. Um, that sounds a little more familiar. That would have been a, a while ago, though. Yeah, no. I don't think I've really seen a lot with him. The Intern with Anne Hathaway. He's done, he's done a lot, like, a ton of movies. Um, but then he does a Scorsese thing, and you're like, wait, is this dude one of the best actors of all time? And, uh... It, it, it's similar, I think De Niro's a better actor than him in almost every regard, but it's similar to Adrian Brody with Wes Anderson, where, like, if you only see Adrian Brody in Wes Anderson movies, you go, oh, this guy is, like, so fucking good. <laughs> um, And then you see him in other stuff, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's fine, hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, it's... yeah, like, in King Kong. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Two he's years okay. later, he does the Darjeeling Limited and, like, blows himself out of the water. You know, yeah. like, it's just, uh, it's not even fucking wow. close. That progress um, is nuts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, De Niro has a similar working relationship, I would say, as, uh, as Adrian mm-hmm. Brody does, where he, he'll do a Wes Anderson movie and it'll be fucking awesome. And then he'll do other things, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that'll be that. Um, but uh no, De Niro, I, I will say, I think he's just uh he's just been in more iconic shit. He's had more iconic roles. He's just a, he's a very talented man. You can say whatever you want about Taxi Driver. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but it's not because De Niro's not good in it. That's true. You know, De Niro is incredible that in movie. that movie. People love yeah. that movie. They do. They do. Um But yeah, uh critically, I don't think that I would uh I don't think I could go Royal Tenenbaums. I think Royal Tenenbaums is a better movie. Um, I think agree. it's more well-written. I think it's more impressively photographed. There are more performances that establish just how good they are, whereas, like, a uh, third fiddle here. I mean, Masha's probably third, but, like, fourth on the call sheet, Diane Abbott as Rita. Mm. She's fine. You know, it's not like it's like, oh, no, man, she's pulling me out of the No, she's not, mm. but, like, it's... uh. Yeah. It's not like she she doesn't get the material to ma- deliver a jaw dropping performance, whereas the Royal Tenenbaums has like fucking ten people with That's enough true. material to put on incredible performances. Fair, um, fair. very. So fair. I think I might end up 
going eights across the board on this bad boy. A little bit better than Rushmore. Yeah. That would, do we have any eight critically? We do not. It would be the first eight critically. Um, but a little bit better than Rushmore and a little bit more than Bottle Rocket. Um, and I think I agree with that. I do too. Um, Rushmore could give it a run for its money, maybe. Um, but I think I think I I mean I'd I'd sooner watch Rushmore just because I I like Wes Anderson and I love Jason Schwartzman I love Bill Murray and there's just it's an it's an easier movie to watch because I'm not cringing while mm-hmm. watching it you know there's a lot of like a uh, like secondhand embarrassment watching Rupert Pupkin um you don't get a lot of that in Rushmore you know um. Mm-mm. In fact, you're kind of impressed in the moments that you should almost feel a little embarrassed for uh, Jason Schwartzman's character. You know, whenever he's like striking out with the woman who is much older than him, who has never given him a chance. And yeah. you're supposed to, you're, you're kind of supposed to be like, damn, I don't know. But oh, he's like, man, he didn't get it, man. Yeah, no, yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're just kind of like, oh, man, he's he got the game, the man. He, I mean, he's not going to get this done, but he's, it's not like he's going up there and just whiffing. You know, like in a different scenario, he'd be charismatic and he'd be, there's no scenario in which Rupert friend, I keep saying Rupert friend, incredible actor. He's in Asteroid City. Um, He's Montana. Me thinks that these people around here, you know, this alien ain't doing nothing that's wrong. You know, like a, he's scribbling up a little warble. Uh, But uh, that's, that's Rupert friend. Uh, But uh, Rupert Pupkin, uh, there's nothing charismatic about Rupert Pupkin. yeah, I don't know. Being like Rushmore at a seven seven five critically, kinda makes you want to down it a little bit. I don't know if I could put it above Rush. Well, I think I could. I could either put it on the same level or right above. I think. I, I think the right above instinct is good. I'm I'm pretty uh, like I love Rushmore. But I don't think that there's even a single performance in Rushmore that holds a candle to De Niro in this. And okay. uh, I know that's not all the movie is, but that's true. Pretty fucking important. And De Niro, I like you could make an argument that what De Niro does here is one of the best acting performances we've seen in every single director spotlight thing we've done. Um, OK, I do like that. And I think that carries the movie quite a bit. Like, I think that De Niro alone kind of makes up for the lack of a visual marvel. You know, like, there's nothing in this, like we said, there's nothing in this movie that makes me like, oh, man, I love looking at this. Um, nah, De Niro's just so good in it. And like, that's that's kind of the extent of how good this movie is. And I think it carries it far. If you have a different person in this role, it's not a good, it's not an enjoyable Ooh, movie. Oh, yeah. Who else plays Rupert Pupkin? Other than Robert De Niro, maybe even modern um, times it doesn't have to be the time. Correct. Right. Right. Who else could play? Um, maybe Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe. Um, but even then, like, <laughs> this is a difference between Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro. Is that kind of? I don't want to talk shit on Joaquin, but like, kind of on site, you already feel weird about it. Um, whereas like Robert De Niro, like. This man's got a very particular look with the haircut and the mustache and stuff. But mm-hmm. even then, 
he could be a normal guy. He could, he could, he could. There's very few scenarios in which you see Joaquin Phoenix where you go, I might have a normal conversation with this man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's no, I don't feel like there's small talk with Joaquin Phoenix. There could be small talk with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Robert De Niro could be just like an accountant somewhere. Yeah. He could. He could. He could. Joaquin Phoenix, like, probably only an actor you know i don't yeah. know like he was born at, for this yeah there's not a lot else i think that man would do he was born for the theater yeah um, but well okay eights across the board that makes the average easy yep. um that's an 80 percent. how's that fair against uh rotten tomatoes uh, i'll send you to rotten tomatoes i'll do imdb all right let's find out rotten tomato gives it a 90 percent I thought um, they'd be very, very nice. Ways, critically and the audience gives it gets a seven point eight on IMDb. So more, more close to where we landed for IMDb. Uh, I love when we split that difference. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite ones. You know, like mm-hmm. IMDb's lower, Rotten Tomatoes higher, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like being in the middle. But uh, yeah, apparently a lesser I, known Scorsese movie. That apparently so. Which I, I, I mean, like mm-hmm. I'd heard of it, but. Um, it was mostly because of Joker, because I'd heard around that time, it was like, Robert De Niro might as well be playing his character from the King of Comedy. Like, that's what I heard. Uh, and I was like, that's cool. I'll have to check out the King of Comedy. Uh, but, uh, we did indeed. And it's a great place to start. I think we're only going up from here. Um, and I, I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited for Friday Mm -hmm. when we get to talk. Um, after hours, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this month we just started. It's Thrones and Scorsese. A little bit of a twinkle of uh of West shorts, you know, in there, uh, for good measure. Um, and then we'll, you know, I don't know, but it's it's a good month. Um, we got got a lot of Scorsese to look forward to. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. One down, five to go, in anticipation of Killers of the Flower moon mm-hmm. um but with that if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content for three dollars a month you can support this podcast financially which is huge because it costs me money and i don't make any off of it unless it's over there i also write reviews for the dollar 50 tier it's a lot of fun uh head to twitter follow at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever it is you might be listening and to keep coming back, you know, we, uh, we, we, we love having you here. Uh, we'll do it no matter who's listening, no matter how many people are listening. Uh, but it, it's nice to know that people are, and, uh, the downloads are a very, very big factor in that. So remember to keep downloading episodes as well. Um, we're on a string of good months, it'd be nice if October continued that trend. It'd be very cool. Um, but, uh, Yeah. Come back this Friday for After Hours. Come back next Monday for Winter is Blooming, our Game of Thrones show. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all we're doing on Wednesday and Friday for the next three weeks. And then uh, and then one more Wednesday after that for Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, or I guess technically two weeks, two and a half weeks. Because Wednesday to Wednesday to Wednesday. It's three Wednesdays, but it's two weeks that separate them. Always mm-hmm. kind of boggles my mind. Um mm-hmm. It's like counting the day that you're on right now. Yeah, so it's like kind of weird. Somebody, yeah, it'll it'll take place in three separate weeks, but 
there will be an episode in two weeks. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> regardless, um, yeah, just keep coming back. And if you're into the director spotlight stuff, you know, we've already done three of them. We did Wes Anderson, which is our longest one. We did every movie in his filmography uh, in anticipation of Asteroid City. We did Christopher Nolan. We did four films uh, or three films in anticipation of Oppenheimer. Um, and then for Greta Gerwig, we did her two solo direction uh, features with Lady Bird and uh, Little Women in anticipation of Barbie. So we're getting back into the swing of things. We got Scorsese this month, Fincher next month, and Michael Mann in December. And I'm so very excited for all of that. Um, yeah, remember to stand in solidarity with the SAG after and the WGA as they continue their struggle against the studios. I assume we're recording a bit in advance, but it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. Um, hopefully there is. Hopefully this is, hopefully this is just a, you know, this is a dated, maybe this will be dated. That'd be nice. That would I'd be love nice. if the studios just went ahead and gave actors and writers what they deserve. <laughs> um, unfortunately, doesn't appear that that's happening. Um, the actors and writers deserve every little bit they're asking for, and I pray they do not give in in any regard. I hope the studios, they, I hope they just can't take it. That'd be ideal. Um, but yeah, and you should hope so too, frankly. Uh, oh no, I'm not getting any new TV or new movies. Fuck off. <laughs> Some people aren't getting money. Get a job. I don't know. Go work if you can, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Anywho, uh, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And better to be king for a night than schmuck for life. <laughs>